You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So I'm thinking today is going to be a short one. Call it a one-breaker. I uh, just want to talk about the Super Bowl. And I've got pretty strong opinions on it, and although I feel like I'm going to be wrong, I, I can only say what I can see in front of me. And it looks like one team is just heads and tails ahead of the other. It's not the result I want to happen, but uh, I'll explain to you what it is I'm talking about. But before we get there, make sure you check out the Packernet Podcast Facebook group and like the Packernet Podcast Facebook page. I think I said thank you to Doug, but either way, thanks to Doug and Sean for jumping in on the uh, Patreon thingy-majiggy. If you do like the show, if you appreciate uh, the work that I do and the content that I bring, it would be... It'd mean a lot if you could even just offer up a dollar a month. Again, the goal is to get to 100. Every time there is a new month, you got some people that drop out, so we got some work to do. The reason we're getting to 100, other than I want more patrons, once we get there, one person who is a patron is going to win the opportunity to not just get a free t-shirt, but to be able to design their own Packers t-shirt and have it sent to them. Speaking of, Mr. Jeffrey Lee probably send you an email, maybe not today because it's a busy day, but uh, if I don't hear from you, I'm, I will track you down. You want yourself a t-shirt, sir? Make sure you shoot me a message, uh, figure out what you want out of the store, size, color, design, all that stuff, and I'll be sure to get it sent out to you. But anyways, that's about it. Let us take our break, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl. So as I would hope you would know by now, there is an opportunity that awaits you, and it's now less than a month away. And I'm talking about your trip to Arizona for the Cactus League Spring Training. We got a nice little temperature spike out here in the Wisconsins. It's going to be like 40. It's crazy. But I'm talking about actually nice weather. So if you need a break and you're looking for something fun to do, I don't know what could be better than taking a trip to sunny Arizona to explore Phoenix, kick your feet up, watch a little baseball, eat some great food, and then go see some great outdoor scenery. Hiking, biking, Jeep tours, hot air balloons, skydiving, whatever. And if you got kids, all the better. They got family-friendly resorts, hotels, water parks, horseback riding, wildlife parks, museums, all that stuff. So if you want to jump in on the action, make sure you go to visitarizona.com slash spring training. And if you're looking for quality in your own home, might I suggest The Athletic. It's a subscription-based sports news site for real sports fans. You get thorough, in-depth coverage from local writers on every team, plus national writers that you know, like Jay Glazier, Mike Sando, and Michael Lombardi. These guys set a different kind of standard. As you know, no ads, no pop-ups, no clickbaity nonsense, just great sports writing that tells the story behind the story. Each subscriber is going to get a personalized news feed with live Q&As and more. You just go and download the Athletic app, pick your favorite team, and the Athletic will begin providing you with a personalized news feed. So if you're ready to get started, go over to theathletic.com slash overtime to get 40% off a yearly subscription. That's theathletic.com slash overtime. Make sure you're using lowercase letters. So first of all, obviously, as you know, Leroy Butler didn't quite make it into the Hall of Fame. I would say I don't care, but I know it matters to guys like Leroy Butler. I know football players care a lot, so I'm not going to say I don't care. But what I will say is 
this has zero impact on his impact. He is not a lesser player because he's not in the Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame caliber player who hasn't been recognized by this sham of an outfit called the Hall of Fame whatever their organization is called. I don't care what they think. Well, we can only let in this many people per Okay, whatever, fine. Has no impact on his career whatsoever. And whether they let people in that don't belong or don't let in people that do belong, it has no impact on anybody's career. And the reason I'm opposed to the Pro Bowl is because we act like it's, it's some kind of value bestowed on. There is no value. To the player, yes, which is why I want him to get in. I want him to feel whatever it is he feels that, that players feel when they get in. Obviously, it's a big deal. And I want him to be able to get that for himself. But for me as a fan, makes no difference. I don't care what anybody thinks about him. I don't care if anybody says he's not as good because he's not. In the, none of that matters. His career speaks for itself. So I'm upset for him and his family. I'm sure he's going to get the opportunity one of these days. We know how this goes. Some of these guys, they wait for a very long time. I'm sure his time is going to come. But again, it, I mean, it's Leroy Butler, man. Packer fans already know. We know what his value was to this team. We know what his value is to the Packer community. None of that changed yesterday. Not a single thing. With that said, let me summarize what I'm about to say here. I have been doubting the Chiefs for some time. The, the, not, my statement consistently on the Chiefs has been, this is the kind of team that wins in the regular season, they can't close because they don't have a defense. Now, I since changed my tune because I've been told that they do have a defense now, and so suddenly I'm looking at it going, man, this is going to be a really good game. You've got one team that has a really good offense and a really good defense, and you've got another team that's got a really good defense and a really good offense. But i got to be honest, I, I, I looked into it for myself as opposed to just hearing what everyone's telling me, and I, gotta, I, I don't think a whole lot has changed in my assessment of things. There's an article floating out there, how the Chiefs have changed their defense overnight. I didn't read it. Probably should. Not going to. Because the one thing that I know people like to do is they look at the Chiefs and they see that they're winning, and so they take what's blatantly in front of them, they ignore it, and they change it. Because we have to answer the questions. How, how are they getting here? And I, I understand this is kind of not, uh, not making sense to a lot of people because most people look at the Chiefs as one of the best teams in football. I'm, on the other hand, looking at a team that has an elite quarterback, a very good wide receiver, and a very good tight end, and a whole lot of nothing else outside of a brilliant coach and a coach that is very hard to stop when he has the right pieces, and he does. So let me try this again. My summary. I have been doubting the Chiefs because they are a team with an offense but not a defense. I've been wrong, you know, because they beat the Texans and Titans, which, you know, I guess feel free to uh, pretend that that's some kind of high-powered couple of teams. But I'm willing to take the chance to continue to be wrong because I'm just... Part of what I'm doing in this podcast and what I've been telling other people to do or encouraging other people to do, put forth a hypothesis, and if it works out, then it's probably true. If it doesn't, then you got to go back and figure out what happened. The fact of the matter is I wanted to come down here and say my hypothesis has changed because now this is a team with a good defense. I looked into it. I don't see a good defense here anywhere. Who? Who, who on this team? I mean, that's, that's what we're going to talk about. I don't think much has changed. I'm sticking with my hypothesis that defense wins championships. This is a team with a very, very good offense that has not seen a defense like this. The Titans had a good defense. It's not the 49ers' defense. fact of the matter is the Texans were not a very good team. 
They have an abysmal defense, and they have an offense that is pathetic outside of a very talented quarterback and a very good wide receiver. They ran up the score on the Chiefs like they weren't even there. And then the Chiefs came back because they have an extremely good offense and the Texans have a terrible defense. The Titans were a very good team, but they're a team that nobody knew how to stop the run. Well, this is a very good Chiefs team, and and one thing they do have is intelligence. Andy Reid's very intelligent. His defensive coordinator's very intelligent. They figured out how to stop the run. So now what? Titans don't have a whole lot else in in their bag. So the, the, the equation always was, if the Chiefs can stop the run, the Titans are done. They held them to 85 yards. Well, doesn't that mean they have a good defense? I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Probably not. I understand I'm on dangerous territory because the whole world is against me, but I'm going to keep going. So let me elaborate a little bit. Let's look at this elite Kansas City Chiefs offense. And yes, I'm going to use pro football focus. If you don't like them, that's fine. But just understand that they might be incorrect to some degree. They're not wildly incorrect. If their formulas and their grading scale is a little bit off, that's fine. Maybe this person isn't top five, but they're probably going to be top ten. They're not so wrong that somebody who they say is the number three overall actually is like the 35th. That's silly if that's what you believe. So let's look at this. I'm looking at a Chiefs team. Let's see, their offensive line, starting at the right tackle. Very, very good right tackle in Mitchell Schwartz, number four overall via PFF. Right guard is ranked 50th. Center is ranked 23rd. Left guard is ranked 21st. Left tackle is ranked 35th. That's really not that good of an offensive line. They're going up against Nick Bosa, who's ranked 8th. DeForest Buckner, who's ranked 10th. Eric Armstead, who's ranked 3rd. And D. Ford, who isn't ranked because of his lack of, uh, you know, time on the field. But suffice it to say, this is a defensive front that is basically top 10 across the board. And you've got an offensive line that has one top 10 offensive tackle. Everyone else is barely inside the top 32, if they even are. This is not a very good offensive line. But what about those wide receivers? Well, Tyreek Hill, as I've been saying for a very long time, is very good. PFF has him ninth. Richard Sherman is ranked as the number one corner in football. What about Sammy? Sammy Watkins, right? He's pretty good. He's ranked 52nd. Would you like to know where Kaywon Williams ranks as far as corners? Sixth. Their third wide receiver. Do you even know his name, by the way? It's Demarcus Robinson. He's ranked 109th, going up against Emmanuel Mosley, who's ranked 28th. They have three corners inside the top 32. They have two corners that are inside the top 10, going up against one top 10 wide receiver. Now, there's no doubt Travis Kelsey is a very, very good tight end. That's very true. And the San Francisco 49ers don't exactly have great linebackers, but what about what have I been saying about Quan Alexander all year? I don't understand the love for Quan Alexander because he's not that good. Granting, however, very good in coverage, but not very good against the run. Here's the thing, though. I don't know how much that matters when you have this good of a defensive line. This is what I've been talking about with the Packers. If you're going to have linebackers that just cover but can't play against the run, you better have a dominant defensive line. Guess what? 49ers do. So I'm not saying Kwan Williams is just going to easily take out Travis Kelsey, but he's probably one of the better linebackers in the NFL to do so. Oh, and as a bonus, Jimmy Ward's sixth best safety in football. Pat Mahomes, however, is ranked second in the NFL, very good quarterback, and Damian Williams, their running back, is ranked 45th. So again, very good quarterback, good wide receiver, tackle, and tight end. Their other two wide receivers are not very good. Their offensive line outside of their right tackle is mediocre at best. I understand the points that they put up. I understand that Andy Reid has such elite weapons, he's able to do stuff that a lot of defenses can't figure out how to stop. What I'm saying is, we're talking about a different animal here. If you think that Andy Reid is just going to 
be able to have these pieces. And the 49ers are going to be like, whoa, I don't know how to handle this. This is out of control. I think that's a little silly. Maybe the Titans don't know how to stop it. Maybe the Texans and their pathetic defense don't know how to stop it. But let, let I mean, we, we want to play the game where who have you beat, right? Looking at the Packers. How good are you? You haven't beat anybody. Okay, well, you beat the Titans. You beat the Texans. You beat the Chargers, who are not good. You beat the Bears, who are not good. You beat the Broncos, who are not good. You barely beat the Patriots in their attempt at trying to still remain a team. You beat the Raiders, who are garbage. You beat the Chargers, who are garbage. You lost to the Titans the last time you played them. You beat the Vikings, lost to the Packers, beat the Broncos, lost to the Texans and the Colts, beat the Lions, beat the Ravens, which is the one impressive thing, but this is very early in the year before the Ravens kind of got into their groove, and then the Raiders and the Jaguars. These are some of the worst teams in football. Jaguars, Raiders, Lions, Broncos. Vikings are pretty good, but you beat them by three, and it was on your turf. The Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Bears, the Chargers, the Texans, the Titans. These teams are terrible. And the and the Patriots. Patriots aren't terrible, but they had some str- They lost to Miami just three weeks later. I'm just saying this is a different animal. This is a team that thinks there's something they're not that's about to walk into a buzzsaw called the 49ers. Very similar thing that happened to the Packers, in my opinion. Now, do I think the Chiefs are going to put up a better fight? Probably. I would hope so. I'd be shocked if they didn't. I just think the 49ers are going to embarrass the Chiefs. But let's flip it around, because, hey, the 49ers don't have that much either. And, you know, the Chiefs, their defense, boy, they really turn this thing around. Well, the, the 49ers' offensive line is clearly better, and we know how well they work together, but if we need to go through it, fine. Joe Staley, 14th best tackle in all football. Tomlinson is 20th as a guard. Garland, their center, is 12th. Pearson is 33rd, which is their worst offensive lineman. Not even that bad. Mike McGlinchey, 37th. Oh, but what about that that Chiefs defensive line? They're coming hard, man. Well, Chris Jones is very good. That's true. Outside of Chris Jones, who do they have? Frank Clark? You know he's graded 66th out out of all pass rushers? 66th. It was well known he was having a bad year, and suddenly the guy starts running his mouth. He gets a sack, and all you know he, he runs his mouth to Derrick Henry. Everyone says you shouldn't have done that. They, as a unit, shut down Henry, and everyone's like, dude, Frank Clark's a different animal. You just don't know. Frank Clark isn't even in the top 64. I mean, he's, he's not bad. It's, it's the worst grade PFF has ever given him as a starter. He does have 61 pressures, which is 11% pressure rate, which is good. It's not great. It's fine. They got him down for 12 sacks, which, how do you get so many sacks with only a good pressure rate? Because you have an unbelievably high sack rate. We've seen this a thousand times. It's a higher proportion of those pressures converting to sacks. The fact of the matter is he's had one sack in the last five games. How about Tano Passigno? He's ranked 100th as a defensive tackle. Terrell Suggs is ranked 81st as a defensive end. Derek Nadi is ranked 8th. Mike Pinnell is their second best Defensive guy, a guy along their defensive front. Defensive tackles and defensive ends. Second best, Mike Pennell. And by the way, yes, the Chiefs have a good tight end. Um, George Kittle's better. And although Tyreek Hill is better as a wide receiver than anybody that San Francisco has, they have a better group of wide receivers. And when you compare that to the defensive backs they're going up against, give me a break. Emmanuel Sanders against Jimmy Ward? 21st-ranked wide receiver against the 45th-ranked cornerback. How about Debo Debo Samuel, one spot after Emmanuel Sanders, 22nd-ranked wide receiver, going up against Bashad Breeland. Y'all remember Bashad Breeland? Back 
when we had terrible corners, we had Bashad Breeland. Bashad Breeland didn't get a lot of time, and Packer fans were upset about that. Why don't we play him? He goes over to Kansas City. He starts instantly. That's how bad their corners are. By the way, go look at the draft. Anytime there's a draft going on, I know Chiefs fans don't want to talk bad about it now when we're talking about the Super Bowl. Go look at what they say about the draft. We need corners. Yes, you do. Bashad Breeland is ranked 99th. Tyron Matthew is the only solid player they have when he's in when he's playing corner in the slot. He's 14th. Tyron Matthew is one of the good players on this defense, no question. Problem is, they don't have anybody else. Hitchens and Wilson are terrible, terrible linebackers. Sorensen and Fuller, I know Sorensen had a real good day either last week or the week before, playing out of his mind. But over the course of the season, whatever. I just don't expect a whole lot of inflated things to stay inflated forever similar to what we saw with Derrick Henry like he's just going to run for 200 yards every game forever I don't think so these things come crashing to a halt well you're just looking at overall grades for the season they got better recently that's the whole point okay let's look recently here's what Kansas City's defense looked like against the Tennessee Titans right oh they just shut them down big time shut them down boys they were let's see one two three five players with good grades on this entire defense Tyron Matthew was an 84, which is very good. Otherwise, Mecole Hardman, who played one snap. Uh, Armani Watts played one snap. Jordan Lucas played one snap. So if we get rid of those guys, we've got two players with good grades. Rashad Fenton, who played 19 snaps. If we don't want to include him either, it's just Tyron Matthew. He's literally the only one. Chris Jones had a 59.8 overall grade. Frank Clark had a 59.4 overall grade. Does anybody think that that's good enough to beat the 49ers? The Texans and the Titans are good teams. They had a lot going for them, but this is a little bit too big for them. Very similar to what happened with the Packers and the 49ers. Very good team who has a lot going for them. Look forward to them next year. Same with the Ravens, right? Next year, but they're young. They're inexperienced. they got a lot of growing to do. This is new territory, right? Titans being a dominant team is a new thing. And so you've got the Chiefs, who are very intelligent, who are able to take maybe not quite the best defensive performance ever, but have a really good game plan and make that work. That will not happen against the 49ers because one of the biggest advantages they have is Andy Reid. However, Kyle Shanahan is also pretty smart, as is Mr. Sala. So just being straight up outsmarted, probably not going to happen. Might be able to beat the Texans, might be able to beat the Titans by outsmarting them. You're probably not going to do that to 49ers. Chiefs offense, They've been together a while. They've got this thing like a well-oiled machine, not as well-oiled as the 49ers, and it's not going to look as well-oiled when these weaknesses actually get exploited, unlike what these other teams weren't able to do. You're going to be assaulted along that offensive line like you've never seen. If we look at Pro Football Focus's Massey ranking, which is meant to be more of a contextualized ranking as opposed to just using their grade, they have the San Francisco, well, I should say they have the Chiefs ranked 7th on offense. The 49ers they have ranked 6th. They have the Chiefs offense ranked 20 or defense ranked 22nd and the 49ers ranked number 1. Chiefs are favored to win in this game. I think that's somewhat fair considering how violent they can be toward other teams. You see these bludgeonings and your jaw just hits the ground and you are in awe of what these kinds of offenses can do. But don't forget what happened to the Baltimore Ravens against the Tennessee Titans. The Baltimore Ravens went up against the Tennessee Titans, who are just a different kind of team. Not different in terms of just being some kind of elite defense or any of that kind of stuff, but they had a very good defense, they had a good game plan, and they also were able to annihilate the Baltimore Ravens on the ground. They weren't intimidated, and they didn't let you just decide to run all over them. They took their time, they executed their game plan, and they didn't let you play yours. The 49ers are just the, the, the stronger team here. 
and I mean stronger very deliberately. The, the Chiefs are the 2011 Packers, right? They got a handful of good players, although they're, they're not even as good as the 2000. The 2011 Packers had a great offensive line, multiple great wide receivers on top of the very good uh, quarterback, probably even had a better running back, even though I don't think we had a very good running back. What do we have, Starks? I don't even know. 2011 Packers, I think, were heads and tails better than the Chiefs are right now, offensively. When I say stronger, I mean, what do I mean? How do I explain this? The Chiefs are just wild. They, they live in chaos. They like when the score gets run up. They, th- they like when plays get broke down. They like when it's just, let's air it out and let's get seven different touchdowns. The 49ers are a steamroller, similar to the Titans, but just a much better version of a steamroller. They're slow, they're immovable, you're not going to get them off their spot, and they're just going to keep coming. And the fact of the matter is, again, not in every facet, but the 49ers are just better. The Chiefs have not played a defense like this. You could say the Patriots, but even that is a little bit different. Patriots, a lot of their success came with their defensive backs. They didn't quite have the pass rush the 49ers have. I would also say that the uh, Chiefs should be very grateful they didn't have to go up against the 40, uh, the Patriots because even though they were in decline, I think the Patriots is a very good chance they end up beating the Kansas City Chiefs. So again, am I going to be shocked if the Chiefs win this game? No, but based on a hypothesis I've been work I've been that I've had for quite a while, the 49ers are built to win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are not. The Chiefs have not beat a lot of good teams, and let's not forget they almost lost to the Texans until the Texans completely collapsed. So that's where I'm at. Absolutely 100% rooting for the Chiefs. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope I have to rework my hypothesis or at least admit that their defense turned a corner and that PFF is just flat out wrong about that, at least with their grades or whatever. But um, yeah, we'll see. But as usual, I typically am not happy to watch the Super Bowl because there's no teams I want in it. And the team that I want to win usually doesn't. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely rooting for the Chiefs in this game. Mostly for them. That's It's one of my bucket list items. I want to go to Arrowhead. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And also just historically, they haven't been there in a very long time. I don't have anything against their franchise or their um, their fans or anything. So yeah, I just I would like them to be able to win it. 49ers, they've had theirs. Dominated the 80s and 90s, early 90s. It's been a while, but just give it to the Chiefs. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Anyways, again, I said it was going to be short, and that's it. All done. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.